Gentlemen Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. Mr. Greg Tucker, uh, we have a, a guy over here is complaining already about being on the air. Now, what do we do in those type situations? Well, you can call in with a stomach flu. Yeah. That's one way to get out. But he didn't do it. He didn't. He showed up. <laughs> yeah. Bless his heart. And I'm proud to introduce. Yeah. Third, third generation principal over at Hooper Supply, Mr. Bruce Hooper. Bruce, good to have you in here this morning. Well, I think it's good to be here. I'm already being blasted, but I'm here, and I appreciate you guys having me. Good You're morning. used to that, Bruce. I have gotten a bit used to it. You're yeah. exactly right. You, right. you got a bunch of old fogies that end up over at your place of business. Telling me what to do. Yeah, telling you what to do. Is that five days a week? Six. Six days a week. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Bless your heart. Well, let's back up a little and explain to us your family connection with that business and how far back does it go. Well, it, it does go way back, um, which I am proud of. Um, back in 1942, my grandfather actually uh, managed a coal company in that, in that building which the building's over 100 years old. Um, he managed uh, Christie Coal Company, uh, which used to be Christian Huggins at one time. And uh, then later on in the 60s, um, my dad worked with my grandfather and um, they were, my dad was approached by a fertilizer salesman. And, um, a fertilizer salesman? Yes, farm supply products. And uh, yeah, actually fertilizer, how you like that, yeah. <laughs> And he was local. His name was Bob S. But he was local, and he uh, he talked to my dad. Uh, I guess extensively. I was so young, I don't really remember. I just know the story. And my dad got pretty excited about getting that type of business. And my granddad was the perfect partner because my grandfather already farmed, and he knew uh, many farmers in the area. So um, they began a partnership back in the late '60s, uh, and and changed the name to Hooper Supply Company. And back then, it was probably 99% farm supply. Uh, back when we had lots of farms around here, now we have what, lots. Uh, what became of the coal business? The coal, it just, you know, it just basically ran out. Um, there was very little coal. Uh, a, you know, coal was a wonderful heat, but a dirty heat. And, you know, I, I, I got to work back then uh, delivering coal. And boy, that, I mean, I, I look back and that, that was some good times. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, some stories to go back there. But, uh, yeah, we they'd started the farm supply business. And, um and, and there was a need for farm supply in this area, and, and we were in the Cannon County area and, and surrounding counties, and uh, they worked hard. Um, I am proud of They worked hard and um, met a lot of people and, and a lot of wonderful friendships and all. And fast forward to, well, I'll say fast forward, uh, lost, uh, we were all in the business, mom, dad, brother, and all, and I lost the big part of my family back in 2005, six, and seven, I lost uh, my mom, my brother, my dad, and they're all in the business. And um, I guess, as God would have it, um, I was in that business, so I could c continue to run it, and that's where I am now. But uh, I was blessed to be able to work with family for a long, long time and enjoy my family. Um, lost him back in the 60s. Was your grandfather still in the business? He uh, he was. Well, he and Dad started the business in the late 60s, and they late 60s. and they kind of got out of the coal business within a few years after that. And then in the, I think it was 84, 83, 84, my grandfather passed away, and um, and and so I, I moved up. My brother was there, and I moved up into business and began to learn the business a bit more, and and uh, obviously meet a lot of people. And and uh, it's you know you have your ups and downs in business, but we've we've been very blessed that uh, we've had a lot of wonderful people come in our store, and and, and we've uh, made a lot of friendships. Mm -hmm. And uh, and even today, it's uh, um, it's it's really neat place in my opinion. It's an old farm store um, but a lot of people come in and we do we have a lot of fun um, well now I remember your father when did we lose him dad died in 07 2007 uh -huh. and John was in 2006 and mom was in 2005 so I lost oh him pretty my. quick there yeah mom served as secretary for a long time um, and uh, and John started he ran the business after dad began to slow down in the late 90s and uh, I was with John learned a lot from him and and that prepped me for where I am now uh, help everybody know where is Hooper Supply. It's always been in the same place. I it's know. yeah, it's been there, like I said, a long time. It's uh, it's at 420 South Front Street, just off of Broad. Um, it's actually it, where both Castle, it's a West Castle and South Front. Yep. End right end there together, right there in the corner, right there. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But and you probably could tell more history about that than I can. But that area, um, I've heard. 
called the bottoms heard a lot of things about that area over time of course i wasn't around then but uh I've, I've been there since the late 70s kind of out of high school i worked there and went on to college and and then when I got out of college, I really was not planning to work at Hooper Supply. And um, we that's about the 80s is when um, they were building a warehouse onto the old building, over the top actually, and um, connecting it. And I had some experience in construction, so Dad said, why don't you come on over there and help us with that? And then there I am. That's where I've been ever since. Yeah. That spot does have a lot of history, and uh, a lot of it's still there, the physical aspects of it. If you go back to the period after the Civil War, when Murfreesboro industrialized to the extent it industrialized, mm -hmm. that was a key area. And one of the names there was Earthman. In fact, your building was the Earthman Lumber and whatever else he did there. And uh, Earthman is a very prominent family in the area, had been all the way through that industrial period, which was about 1880 up through uh, but uh, Mr. Earthman also was in the banking business and he had banks not only in Murfreesboro he was on board I think he was chairman of the board he also had banks in several surrounding communities and uh, he developed a bad habit he'd write a bad check and he'd flow it through the banks the various banks transferring it until he could catch up with it well, he didn't catch up with it a couple of times. In 1907, uh, he was charged with bank fraud, and the business went bankrupt. That this was, was the Earthman? Yeah, the Earthman business. Wow. And uh, if I remember right, where your uh, counter is and the place where the, the uh, loafers hang out, and then part of what's behind that, goes back you said 100 I'd say it's probably more like 130 140 yeah years. I was uh, it's been there yeah it's pretty neat um, it's interesting the construction which I had a chance to observe because you got a hole in the front we had some <laughs> yeah somebody was trying to make a drive-through we um, I, I, and I get to share that with people as they, they see the, the place we haven't gotten it repaired yet but uh, someone had had banged into our building and and the building is actually three brick thick yeah, they, they didn't make blocks back in that day, so they, they just added another layer of brick, and um, it is really neat. Um, we've got uh, we've got the hardwood floors, uh, original or not, they've been there a long, long time. Um, and then, of course, you make your way to the back room, where I think that's one thing you guys like to talk about today. It's it is interesting. It's called the Hooper Coffee Club back there. Um, and they've got a little wood burning stove. Well, this actually was a coal burning stove, and but, but we burn wood back there now during the winter time. And they supply the wood, and uh, a bunch of old guys that come back there. And when I say old, it's, I don't know if it's O L E or O L D, but uh, <laughs> and they, uh, they they actually supply the coffee and the coffee cups, and they have a big time. They take over back there, but I'm fine with that. I'd rather them take over than me have to do all that. So uh, I guess at that fireplace and the flue, the chimney. Go back to the original building. I would think the so. Original building. Yeah. yeah, I would think so. Yeah, it's built in such a way that when you put a fire in there, you get heat. Oh yeah, you get puts heat out the heat. Room. Yeah, it really does. It does. It's neat. They they really enjoy it, and I really enjoy them being there. Um, we aggravate each other a lot of times, uh, but it's uh, it's neat back there. And and one thing I think you know about this, I was going to share, which is I think is kind of unique, is um, I was able to to get my class reunion picture, my, my class of 1979 Oakland High School. And so I was able to get it, so I put it back in the back there, and I've got it on one wall, and uh, and then just on the opposite side of the wall back there is my dad's, 1950 from Central High School. So that's kind of neat to have mine and my dad's back there, and I can yeah. go back and, and look at the 1950 and recognize quite a few of the older guys that I you know, grew up get, getting to know, and all. so that's neat. But, uh, you know, I, I get um, people that come in, and I'm at the front counter, which is a little ways away from the back room, and, and there's lots of comments back there. Like, uh, one would be, you know, that's where all the world's problems are solved, and um, yes and no. <laughs> Depends on uh, your opinion, I guess, but um, I do enjoy them, and, um, and I, I came actually prepared to tell a few little stories. There's some of them are little corny stories, but they're neat stories about the back. Um, and the people that have been back through there, I'm talking about since, like I said, probably 
in the 80s is when they started hanging out back there because um, that's when we built the warehouse and we had to use that for storage back there back then, that back room. So when we built the warehouse, we were able to clean that out, and that's when people began to hang out back there and use the fireplace more and that sort of thing. Who were some of the earliest that you remember? Well, I was going to tell a story about Clarence Harris, uh, which is Pop Harris. And I think you remember Pop Harris? Do you remember? Well, Pop Harris and Jess Duke were two of the first ones that I remember. And they were, I mean, they were absolutely amazing. They were the older generation for me when I was young. And stories about them would be they hoboed together back in the day. Uh, you know, depression, things like that. They, you know, they had to go wherever to make a dollar, and so they hoboed. That's not really part of my story, but that kind of, they started coming in and, and hanging out because they both did farm some, but they were a lot of fun, and they would aggravate each other, and we got to where we caught on, and we started aggravating, and, and I, this is not disrespectful, but Pop Harris was a lot of fun. He wanted you to aggravate him. I mean, he really did. He was a lot of fun. He was the type of guy that sometimes he'd ride his bike up to the store. Sometimes he'd bring his car up to the store. But, you know, back in the day, they did concerts at MTSU, and Mr. Pop Harris lived across the street from MTSU. So some of the old guys started telling him that, um, that they see where he's been parking cars over there and charging people to park over there. And they were going to turn him into the IRS. And, of course, he was fussing and caring. I don't do such. I've never done that. He's, you know, going back and forth. Well, my brother, my brother was a prankster. So my brother said, come on. I said, where are we going? So we went back in the warehouse, and we made up a sign that said, Pop's parking, $5. And we drove over to Pop's Harris and drove the sign in his yard, stepped back, took a picture, pulled it back out, came back to the store and got those pictures developed and gave them to the old guys in the back. So you can imagine they had a big time with it right there. <laughs> and, of course, Pop the whole time is denying it. But uh, he was a lot of fun. He was a lot of fun to hang out with. And um, I'll tell you another quick story. i got a few I could tell. But um, this was funny for us as a family because I had two brothers, John and Greg, and we all three um, would hang out in the back and um, eat our lunch when we could and sometimes it would be 12 sometimes it'd be two o'clock we're busy and but we were back there and, and we were somebody i don't know who was fussing but somebody was griping and fussing dad makes his way back there and my dad kind of jumps on us a little bit and says well when i was y'all's age i was picking cotton well he didn't know it but his dad was right behind him my grandfather <laughs> and as my grandfather made his way in there he said why stan I could put all the cotton you ever picked in my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine three sons hee-hawing and having a big time with that. And I was, uh, but lots of fun stories. I um, I've been asked if uh, if I charge for people to these guys to hang out in the back. And of course, I, my comment is, no, they're all too tight. Wouldn't none of them be back there if if I charged? And and then I realized though that, and I have asked some of the wives, and the wives would pay me. They would pay me to you know keep their husbands over at the store for a while but i haven't asked for that yet so that's um but i um tell a little quick story on uh mr ed jordan has passed away you know mr ed jordan was um he was the senior fellow i think when i first got involved over there was he and i tell you he was special um he was so close to the family and they bought a tremendous amount of product from us over the years he farmed he's dairy farm and um he was really close to my dad and um and I, I know, a, I'll, I'm going to give you two quotes, but uh, one was um, that his, I, I don't know if it was his wife or his sons, Will and one Buddy, one of them made the comment, or, so, or both of them made the comment that Dad said, if Hooper starts selling cars, you need to go to Hooper's and buy cars. And what a compliment that was. Um, he, he was real close to my dad and, and, and did a lot of business, and, and the feelings were mutual. They were good, good friends and all. But the, the quote that, that I wanted to share was, um, this was after my dad had passed, and and I was in the office there, and Mr. Durden, I don't know if he called me boy or hooper or what. He said, come here. And, of course, I did whatever he said. You know, I respected my elders, and I walked out in my warehouse there, and he says, do you see that wall over there? I said, yes, sir. He says, I own it. I just don't have a deed to it. And, that, and then it hit me. He spent enough money with us. He feels like he owns that wall over there <laughs> over time. So. At least. Yeah. But he was he's special. I tell you what, we really enjoyed uh, Mr. Jurt and so many people that, come into our, our um, well, office there. He was for quite a while involved with the school board, was chairman of the school board. And I've mm -hmm. heard stories about how the uh, people at the school board would come by Hoopers to find him. Yeah. To get his signature on something or get his opinion I, about something. He would. It became they, his office, yeah. Yeah, before it went forward. He was special, and we really enjoyed having him as a customer for years and then hanging out in the back for years, too. 
But uh, my wife this morning, she says, you've got to share the story about the guy that calls his wife the warden. Well, that's basically the st story. There's a, and I can't tell who it is, but there's a gentleman that comes in the back, and every time he refer refers to his wife, he refers to her as the warden. But my yeah. wife was back there one day, and she got the biggest kick out of that, calling his wife the warden. But we can't share his name, though. No, Why not? Not on. Oh, come on. Uh, we better not. <laughs> <laughs> we better not. But uh, yeah, there's, I've I've really enjoyed having the guys in the back. Um, I hate to share it really out in public like that, but I, I have really enjoyed them. They've been uh, meant a lot to me over the time. Uh, um, well, Ed Jordan would give out marital advice. I remember him <laughs> counseling one of his partners in there, and he said, "Just remember, whatever she wants, you say, uh huh, uh huh." Yeah, uh -huh. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he was good with advice. Now he was good. I'll tell a little, another little story on Mr. Jordan while I got time. Um, back in the day, and I guess we still do this. We would buy 25-pound boxes of roasted peanuts, and we'd put them in the middle of the floor back there, right in front of the fireplace, mm -hmm. and and the guys would enjoy the peanuts with their coffee and what have you. And I happened to be outside one day, and um, we had some some seed that had come out of a drill that was just laying on the on the ground got dirty gravel in it whatever and i was just sweeping it up you know gonna either get rid of it or even give it to somebody well mr jordan comes out the front door looks over at me and sees the seed he said hey boy he says um put that seed in a sack i'll take it home with me and uh, i thought for a second it didn't take me long because i knew i knew mr jordan well enough i said mr jordan i said uh, i'll be glad to give you the seed i said but i'm not charging for the sack and he mumbled a little bit. And I said, just come on over here. I said, come over here. I said, um, let's just put the seed in your pockets. And he looked down at his pockets and patted both pockets, and they were full of peanuts. He said, I can't. They're full of peanuts. <laughs> so he'd gotten all the peanuts he could carry, and he wanted the free seed, too. But uh, that was Mr. Dern. He was, he was yeah, special, yeah. I tell you. But, uh, yeah, I've, I have enjoyed the guys in the back. And there's lots more stories, but uh, and some I can't tell um, on the radio. But... Uh, and you guys have been coming in some here lately, and uh, I hope you keep coming in because it is a lot of fun. And Well, I call it the Hooper's Institute because you can get information. In fact, on a serious level, if I had a story that I had gotten anecdotally, somebody would tell me a story, mm -hmm. I would come share it with your Hooper's crowd there and get reactions to verify or counter whatever <laughs> the story. And, of course, now I guess... I'm one of the older now, so you know there's not as much of a rich field to mine. <laughs> but still, you know, you can bring up something there and, and get some different points of view pretty quick. Well, it's time for your points of view. Yeah, uh, and I know that uh, on one occasion you had a reporter or a microphone from England came in there interviewing people. That was that was uh, it was Trump's first 20 day uh, first 100 yeah. days sorry first 100 yeah. days and that's not the only time the others have been more of a local and it used to be may still be that uh, nobody ran for public office without coming down to Hoopers maybe bringing some donuts donuts yeah try to get some votes down and uh, making an impression one way or the other yeah. and I can remember those that shouldn't have been there it didn't go well uh yeah uh the pilot uh, bobby huddleston we call him huddy huddy yeah he ate one of them up because they had a difference of about the airport out there and so you, if you're going to come in and politics you better have thick skin do, you better do a little research exactly be prepared and you know i've heard even heard some of the guys back in the back when they would come in um they would bring donuts and I guess they were get, getting so many donuts during that time of you know election time that uh, they were so bold as to say, next time bring us some sausage biscuits. That's right, do a little better. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I'd, uh, if, if, if I can for a moment, I'd like to share a little bit about my, my business for the yeah, people that, that, that don't know. Things are changing in Rutherford County, or have they already changed? Uh, so what's going on in the farm supply? So, yeah, so many things have changed when... Um, and, and you know it's it is what it is um, I, I still I feel so blessed regardless of where our business has been at times we've enjoyed we've prospered at times and sometimes we hanging on and that's okay you know but uh, back um, of course back when they started the business we were at least I mean we we're 99 point something percent farm supply 
we dealt with a lot of farmers and it was uh it was a different type of business and and i'm not saying we've gotten away from that we still have that but it was 99 percent farm supply now it's a mix it's a mix of farm uh farmers and landscapers and contractors and of course the homeowners the residential lawns and then municipalities we're very blessed to have the business that we have people um they don't have to come see us but they come over there and um and we appreciate it, and, and I can't say that enough. Um, but Ed Hooper Supply, we do we sell um, lawn seed and, and farm seed, obviously, and we have our special Hooper blend. We sell some garden seed, some different fertilizers, some really good fertilizers, actually, some homogenized fertilizers with micronutrients. And we sell herbicides, insecticides, spray your lawn, spray your fields uh, for whatever bugs, broadleaf weeds. Um, we've Over the years, we've gotten into erosion control products like... Um, the culverts, the straw, the straw mattings, and the geotextile fabrics. Um, I, I think, and I think, and I know the difference in us. And I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not bad mouthing anybody. But the difference in us is um, we do have uh, at least 40 years of experience in what we do, and we have good products. But we, for you to come drive to Hooper Supply, you pass by other stores that have products, and all. I think the difference is that because we have the experience and we do care, we're going to tell you what you need and we're going to tell you how to use it. And we're not going to sell you something you don't need. Because, yes, we appreciate the one sale, but we want you coming back. Um, we, I mean, we love, again, we appreciate the one time you're in there, but we want you coming back. So we want you to get the right product for what you need, and we want to show you how to use it, tell you how to use it. Or, and, and as of right now, I mean, this time of year, even earlier than this, people come in and they'll be wanting, for instance, fescue seed. And I'll say, hey, you know what? You'd be better off if you could wait till the fall um, and plant the fescues because it's a cool season grass. you got summer coming up. Things like that, um, I think they appreciate. Um, sometimes you, they have to, to sow the seed. Um, the little things like when you're spraying products to add soap or surfactant to make it stick. Um, just the, I guess the knowledge, and I know it sounds boastful, but the knowledge of um, when you spray your, your lawns for broad leaves or whatever, you know, don't mow it for about four or five days because you might end up cutting the product off out of the grass and not do a good job. There's so many timing things. There's so many different things that we know that we've been doing it for a long time that um, we're glad to help people. And matter of fact, I've been fussed at by some of the employees about talking too much, but I do enjoy it. I do enjoy telling people how to do it and, and trying to help them out. And, and, and I do, again, you know, appreciate the fact that they come in our store because they could go other, other places. And we try to tell them. And you know one thing I've told, and this is kind of a, a, a quote. I don't know if the, I'll be quoted when I'm going, but um, I tell my employees, I said, you know, these guys, they come in that front door to buy from us. And I said, when they come in that front door, they're putting food on our table. And when you look at it that way, it's not hard to treat people right and to try to take care of them. I, th I think that's, again, I think that's the difference that we have, that I'm not bad-mouthing other people, but people want to be appreciated when they go somewhere and buy the product. They're spending their hard-earned money, and, of course, we appreciate them coming to see us. Well, now you sell product. You also still sell some services. Is that uh, for the existing farms or what kind of services we do um of course we custom apply um fertilizer if if need be for farmers um and then we do have some uh they call them toast spreaders that farmers use out on in the fields that, that are rented with fertilizer of course we put fertilizer in it and we have no-till drills and we have a few other products around there um that we that we do rent um and but we sell I mean, you, you almost have to just come see us. We sell a tremendous amount of products that people don't know we have, um, spreaders for, for lawn sprayers. Um, but again, of all the products that we have, and, and the, the good thing is when you come in, we, we can tell you how to use it. And we go so far as to write on the, the bottles so many ounces per gallon of water. Instead of reading the directions and reading the amount per thousand square feet and then trying to calibrate your spreader and trying to figure it all out, we kind of we simplify it kind of on an average and all. And I think people appreciate that too. Do you have people come in and just tell you what their problem is and you start from scratch? Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing that I... Um, that's where they get they they say I'm a little mouthy when it comes to that because I do enjoy telling people how to how to do how to take care of their lawn um, because I appreciate them being there you know I, I like to tell them whether it's it's planting 
grass seed, uh, so many things. When people call me up and they say, hey, I'm, my grass seed's not coming up, well, then I try to go through a, a, a series of questions because I know the grass seed is good. Um, they put it out there or the, what, what's going on. I want to know what's going on. And one of the questions is I ask them, when you, when you walk out in your lawn and you look down and you see, do you see grass seed? Just laying on top of the ground and of course some of them will say yes i said well it's not coming up it has to be covered um, in that situation you have constant sun um, beating down on that grass seed it's keeping it dried out it needs to keep moisture so it's keeping it dried out it's not going to come up so it needs to be covered um, i prefer scratching the, gra the ground up whether it's tilling or it's aerating whatever i prefer that it seems like it's just the easiest straw works well but uh, i just don't like to look to straw after a while but that's my preference but uh, straw does work well and and um, and we do. And, and another thing we have going for us is that we <laughs> we've been there so long. Sometimes people will call up and uh, they'll ask us, um, you know, who who will do this? Who does this for a living? Who does this? And and it has nothing. Sometimes they'll call up and it doesn't have anything to do with our business. And I, they just trust that we've been there long enough. And I appreciate that. You know, that's a good thing. They're thinking of us and say, so we'll call Hoopers. You know, maybe they can tell you where to go and what to do and that sort of thing. So. It's, it makes it fun. It makes the job fun. Well, you know, your family has deep roots here. And uh, a lot of the, the business that they d had done before was mostly with farmers uh, across the county. We don't have near as many farmers as we used to. And maybe people are not, uh, they don't associate you with other things that are going on. I think so. I think and, exactly right. And, and with the deep roots that you have, most of us remember your family and how honest they were, uh, how reliable they were. Thank you. And uh, a lot of times these new people moving in, they don't understand what you offer to yeah. them. And yeah. You offer not only the product, but the education that goes along with the product. And I, I do appreciate you saying that, and I do appreciate the, the comments about my family. We do have some deep roots. My um, my grandfather and and even my great uh, grand well, my great grandmother I knew, um, you know, they very deep roots in in Murfreesboro area, and so we've known a lot of people over time. But you're exactly right. Um, mm -hmm. There's so many people that have moved in, and how do you get that out there? And yeah. and I don't mean to stomp or or on some people's toes about advertising it's just hard it's not yeah. easy you got to spend some money and it's hard to do and i've tried it and well we get a tremendous amount of people just word of mouth telling people to come our way and matter of fact it's funny we've had just this year i bet you we've had um four or five people from california mm -hmm. uh three or four people from up jersey and uh new york and and come in and they're they're grateful to have found a place yeah. this quick in 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 the area. And of course, we're grateful to have them, and we let them know that, and tell them whatever they need to let us know, and call us if they you know if they've got some issues in their lawn or what have you. You know, let us know. We'll be glad to help them. So, but it is it's um it's 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 changed drastically, and yeah. um, and we're not out on Broad Street, so um, people don't see us um, just driving by so much. But we are you know we're off just off the beaten path right there on Front Street, but. Um, we do have a lot of wonderful customers, and people well, tell one each way other. to locate you is you're right next door to Cannonsburg. Cannonsburg, so you're right. So if you can find the Pioneer Village, it is well marked. You're right next door. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I bet the people that are coming in and they've met you, are they taken back a little bit about the friendliness and the knowledge that you have? Because you go back a long, long way, You go back a long ways, um, and I and, am. Uh, yeah. And I'm I'm kind of like Mr. Tucker said I'm I'm going to be one of the old guys in the back here pretty soon it won't be that long but uh, I do go back I grew up in that business um, uh, even when we were kids you know 14 15 years old dad would bring us over there on Saturdays to work mm -hmm. and um, so we we know a lot we still know a lot of people obviously we've lost a lot of people over time but we still know a lot of people but the the newer people in the area. Um, just don't know where we are and all and 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 I appreciate that that what you're saying because um, we do. We do want to, the people to know that we do appreciate um, them coming. I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. Um, you don't have to come to my business, but you do. And, and when you do, obviously, um, we can, hopefully we can help you and we can, um, can win you over. And that's yeah. what we try to do. But, yeah, um, my mom and dad, um, 
I, 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 we've got pictures of them on the wall, and I hear so many of the people talk about how how awesome that they that people say they were, and I'm going, well, yeah, I knew that, but it's really nice to know that uh, yeah. that other people felt the same way. I'm thoroughly enjoying this. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Bruce Hooper. At Heritage South Community Credit Union, we help when others won't. It's what our members tell us we do every day. Whether it's a loan for a car you need to get to work or saving for the future, let us see if we can help. If you live, work, worship, or attend school in Rutherford, Bedford, or Marshall Counties, you can be a member of Heritage South. Visit our website, heritagesouth.org, to learn more. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Hi guys, this is Mike Vrabel, head coach of the Tennessee Titans. During these uncertain times, like you, I'm focused on keeping my family and myself safe and healthy. While many areas of our lives have been put on hold, health emergencies are still taking place. Don't wait to seek treatment for an emergency. ERs at Ascension St. Thomas Hospitals are open 24-7 and have strict safety precautions in place. I'm sharing this message with all of my Middle Tennessee neighbors. Don't wait to seek treatment for an emergency. Go straight to the ER. MTSU Arts, together with Ascend Federal Credit Union, presents the MTSU Dance Program's Spring Concert. Our talented students and faculty are working together on safely bringing this performance to the Tucker Theater stage from April 22nd through April 24th. Visit mtsu.edu slash mtsuarts for more information on virtual showtimes. Visit mtsu.edu slash mtsuarts to learn more today. Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the calls would stop, the threats would stop. It was easy like, uh, one, two, three. Optima Tax Relief took care of Eric's problem. And now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-659-4866. 800-659-4866. Optima Tax Relief. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Say hello to simple you can savor. Below dissolvable nicotine lozenges are smoke-free and hassle-free and made to enjoy virtually anywhere. Why? Because they dissolve, but the flavor doesn't. So go ahead and enjoy on your time and on your terms. Velo lozenges are available at a convenience store near you or at velo.com. Get yours now. Website restricted to age 21 plus nicotine consumers. Nicotine products, underage sale prohibited. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. 53 charges of sexual activities involving girls ages 11 to 14 were filed Friday against 22-year-old Spencer Gray of Old Las Casas Road. Those charges were the result of a three-month-long investigation that began after a parent notified the sheriff's office about Gray. Six victims have been identified so far, and detectives say they know there are more victims out there. The Warren County community is mourning the loss of a longtime educator who died unexpectedly over the weekend. Athletic Association official Bernard Childress said yesterday that Gerald Tidwell, the principal at Warren County Middle School, died on Saturday from a medical emergency. Childress said Tidwell was umpiring a baseball game for Shelbyville Central High School when the emergency occurred. Tidwell spent three decades in education, including the past 10 years, as principal at Warren County Middle. President Biden declaring a major disaster in Tennessee. The declaration approved on Saturday will allow the state to receive federal funding as Tennessee recovers from severe storms, tornadoes, and flooding between March 25th through April 13th. Nearly two dozen of the state's 95 counties qualify for assistance. The Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency says two fishermen caught a 55-pound prehistoric fish on the Caney Fork River. Officials have confirmed the two men identified as Matt and Jason caught an American paddlefish native to the Mississippi Basin with a fossil record dating back nearly 65 million years. Paddlefish can grow to be 5 feet long and weigh as much as 200 pounds and live for almost 30 years. The men who battled the beast for nearly 30 minutes took a picture and then let him go back into the Caney Fork River. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. 
Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Mainly cloudy this afternoon, high in the upper 60s. Tonight, lingering clouds early, then clearing low of 46. Sunny on Tuesday, high near 70. A meteorologist, Laura Lockwood, News Radio WGNS. Right now, 49. Classic kid movies are back this summer at Premier 6 on Broad in Jackson Heights. $5 tickets include admission, drink, popcorn, and candy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for classic kid movies all summer. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450. And streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Bruce Hooper and uh, what's his name over here? across Tucker, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Tucker, yeah. something like that. Yeah, well, on a yeah serious, he, 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 on a serious. He, see, here he goes. He's going to run <laughs> the show take over around, so I'm going to shut my mouth. Yeah, well, just on a serious. Everybody's applauding now. We've been following some friends that are not doing well. I just want to report. Ralph Puckett, our mentor in the in the old car hobby, who uh, raised out uh, in the Murray Donalds Chapel area, uh, he's come home, and mm-hmm. uh, the family's gathering, and uh, we visited with the family last Saturday, and uh, basically said goodbye. But uh, those who haven't. Uh, may want to drop by or give give them a call because uh, I think the time is rather short. A little more encouraged though, our Smyrna historian Marty Luffman. I visited with him over at the rehab hospital. He's still flat on his back and expects to be for a while, but uh, the, the indications are that he is going to uh, continue to improve and. Uh, he enjoys company. Any of you know him and hadn't visited, you can't visit but one at a time. Uh, but he, he still likes to talk. And uh, I was pleased to learn that uh, Mayor Ketron had dropped by and visited with him recently. So, uh, Mer- uh, Marty, keep on getting better. We want to see you back in the circuit here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. You were talking about your family. Uh, where in the county, Bruce, was your family based? Well, when we uh, actually, you know, it's, you I haven't mentioned this. Um, my dad, thank goodness, he went down to Georgia um, in a time frame when early in life and met my mother, um, and she was from the Georgia area. And so I was actually born down there. So were my brothers. And um, so, but in about the mid '60s, we moved back up to Murfreesboro. When we, when we moved to Murfreesboro, um, of course, Dad had, was trying to sell a house in Georgia and trying to find a place in the Murfreesboro area. And so we moved in with my grandfather, and uh, my grandmother had passed away just recently. And um, and so uh, my mom cooked and helped take care of the, the house, and it, it was a good fit. It worked well. And you know, as kids, we got to spend more time with our grandfather, which my grandfather was awesome. He was he was a lot of fun but very caring and loving but um, back to so we moved in with him uh, just off of University Street right down to the old hospital um, and lived there for just a few years and um, then my dad bought a house uh, here in the Murfreesboro area and had it moved out to the farm which is on Siegel Road which back then was Lake Road um, back off of Thompson Lane on the north side of town had this farm property been in the family for a while or uh, I'll tell you what um, it, it, to me, it was a, a really cool story because I'd not heard it. My dad, um, my dad got real feeble. Um, he uh, he started talking about different things that I'd never really heard him talk about, and he said uh, he told me this a little bit of the story about um, the farm, which was 155 acres, 
uh, Tom Slane wraps around it. I don't know if you've heard of Hooper Bottom, but there's... I was going to ask you. Yeah. Tell us about Hooper's Bottom. Yeah, Hooper's Bottom, which is uh, obviously holds a lot of water. Um, but uh, that was all part of 155 acres. And um, and this, the, the story my dad told me, which I did not know, thank goodness he told me before he passed, but was um, back just out of depression, um, it would have been my great-grandfather, um, which I did not know, um, was on hard times because of depression, and they had a evidently owed money on the, on the farm, and um, my grandfather had actually started a, a store and had some equity built up in the store, and so my great grandfather went to my grandfather and uh, said, "If you want to use the store's collateral to, so we can keep the farm, we'll keep making payments. When I pass, it'll be yours." So my grandfather had a, a, a brother and a sister. But um, I guess because, obviously, my grandfather was willing to put his store up for collateral, he was to get the, the farm. So he ended up, that's how we ended up with the farm. My grandfather um, ended up with a 155-acre farm. We moved out on that farm, uh, well, it would have been the late 60s, early 70s, I can't remember exactly. We moved out on that farm, and uh, we were kind of the country boys back in the day, but it was a blessing. We got to, uh, we got to enjoy the old... Uh, frog gigging in the ponds and and hunting and uh, just uh, uh, the you know farmland cattle uh, things like that uh, we were very blessed and um, we enjoyed it probably didn't appreciate it as much as we probably should have at young at a younger age but um, any of that property still in the family actually yes I actually still have um, about 19 acres across from Seagull High School that's um, it's developable it's good land um, and um, and then Hooper Bottom, which um, that'll that's a whole other story in itself. Um, well, we've dug dirt, dirt out of that, and um, what'd you do with the dirt? Sold most of it to Middleport Landfill. Is uh, right? Most of yeah, it's a good compacting soil, yeah. clay, yeah. and it's just what they needed. Um, so and you're, so, uh, you're helping bury our past. Huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. Our if you want to call past. it that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hooper helped. Yeah, I've never been told that, but yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm helping. <laughs> well, you, you helped me do a little research not long ago. The bottoms apparently was where the the original sulfur springs drained into, and uh, the sulfur spring is still there, although it's it's obviously not as active as it was, mm -hmm. not as much flowing. Now is that part of the 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 cave on the other side of the road? Is that yeah. part of that? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yep, been in that. Yeah. yeah. In fact, people don't realize there's so many sulfur springs around the area, even a community up a little more towards the north. But the Sulfur Springs Road actually was from uh, uh, Murfreesboro to that spring over near your Hooper Bottoms. Gotcha. Uh, originally. Gotcha. Yeah. But um, with the digging of dirt. Um, it has helped the the flooding situation in that area. Um, a lot a lot of development going on, a lot of water going in that area. But I know the people in Windsor Green. Um, well, I know. The bottoms now is a holding area for the water. Correct, uh, correct. And of course, Windsor Green backs up to the bottom. And and I, I know some people at times have been frustrated because of the digging, and I understand that. Um, but it really has helped the flooding situation too, um, to get some of that dirt out of there. And also, that's. Um, I hope the county paid you for that dirt. Well, the county didn't, but Middle Point Landfill paid, oh, right. paid me a little Middle bit for Point. it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit for it. Yeah, and also, but yeah, that's Hooper, known as Hooper Bottom. Yeah. And those big trucks from the landfill, do they come over to your house full of money, or how, how, how does that work? <laughs> did it well, work? I'll say this. Um, yes, to have an old hole like that, it has been a blessing, but no. Um, I've, you know, God's allowed me to pay off some debt with that dirt money. How about I bet that? <laughs> in a lot of ways, you're uh, assisting the county in some of the problems that I think they so. have incurred. And, that. and assisting the city in drainage for everybody's draining. Stormwater drainage is coming. Not everybody, but a lot of people in that area is yeah. coming that way too. So well, that, your, your family I've never farm. patted myself on the back so much. Yeah. <laughs> family farms actually within the city limits now it is yeah it is correct yeah that's happened to a lot of good farmland yeah yeah a lot of good. you know um back to farmland and back in the day um 
oh my goodness, we've met so many wonderful people and, and so many farmers and farmers are a different breed. Um, they're just, they're not that everybody's not, well, like y'all know, everybody's not good. Well, let's just say it. But um, I've been blessed with a lot of good customers over the years and farmers are, boy, they're special. And um, they, um, you know, some of them just, they worked and worked and worked and, and, and didn't make money. You know, it's just hard, you know. And so when things changed, believe it or not, when things changed, which I knew it would affect us as a business, when things began to change and they began to sell their land for a, a quite a bit of money for development and all, I was I was happy. I was happy for them because I'd seen them struggle for so many years. And now they were they were able to cash in and, and do some good, make some money and all. So, yes, I didn't want to see it all get developed like it has. I, I loved the farmland back in the day. But, you know, if it's going to happen, I'm glad they were able to cash in on it and well i think it was ed well. jordan i remember him referring to the land as the farmer's 401k yeah <laughs> exactly you, know, you sell and you retire and you're and comfortable mr jordan had some good ones i tell you yeah you, yeah that makes sense yeah um they work hard and kind of get by struggle a lot of times but then when the time comes they were able to cash in and and uh and do well and but you know so many of them still to this day it's not about the money it's just they enjoy being on farmland you know enjoy the cattle it, when we um when we got rid of our cattle um and and there's going to be some people come back and really get on to me when i say this but i missed i, I missed the smell of cattle i missed having cattle out there you know yeah, it's just it's like looking at horses i guess in the field it's yeah. just there's a beauty about it you know well, and so, uh, my wife has said several times that she enjoys the little ones. You know, yeah. Spring, oh, yeah. You get the calves, and they're so pretty. Yeah. Particularly if they're all white, like ours. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody's got a preference, yeah. But white cattle, are, they're all pretty as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, yeah, we had cattle back in the day. And, um, gosh, I can remember back in the day we had hogs. And and that was that was few and far between there. But we did have a few hogs back in the day. Well, some folks have probably noticed that around the corner from your front counter, your front door, there's another door that says Hooper Power, I think. What's going on there? Hooper Power Equipment. Well, um, you know, I started that in 2007, not knowing that the recession was coming. So we, <laughs> needless to say, we struggled and struggled and struggled. We got great products, got good people over there. But it was a struggle early on. And then over time, um, we began to make some money. Um, at least I didn't have to keep putting well, now it back in. What's over there that's different from your front counter? Well, it's it's completely different, actually. Um, they sell uh, lawnmowers. They sell Skag, uh, and they're selling a bunch of lawnmowers. And Skag's a super nice, heavy-duty commercial. They sell Bobcat, which has been around for a while, still a good mower. Um, they sell some snappers. And, I mean, right now, which is not good but we're we're having a hard time getting them in we're not only are we selling a bunch but the supply chain is you know has slowed up because of of course the covid from last year and all and and also and then they sell trimmers they sell echo trimmers which i didn't want to sell echo trimmers and turned out to be it's the best product we sell probably it's a five-year warranty and i know why they warranty for five years because we don't get too many of them back um they're, it's a great little product we sell trimmers and blowers and um Chainsaws. Chainsaws, correct. Yeah. I got an echo chainsaw right. over there. Yep. We sell some Red Max and Shindawas. Um they're a little more lean towards commercial, but I think commercial guys are actually finding out that the echo's working pretty good for them. So and they have a service department where they they've got um I'll call it two and a half mechanics. Um two two mechanics and one half the half is my son's back there and he's he's helping and learning and i'm very proud of him i was going to uh, ask if you had a family back yeah there. yeah he's he's uh he's actually multi-purpose he's back there helping there and then he's up front waiting on customers and different things like that so yeah i'm happy to have him there and and i realize that someday i'm going to get old so i'm, I'm hoping that he'll take an interest in that business um, um so I'll, do you do you sell all new skags you don't sell any old skags? Very seldom. He didn't catch up. <laughs> old skags. He didn't <laughs> <New> do <skags>. it. <laughs> New skag and old skags. Okay. Yeah, now yeah. I know where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did. Honestly, I did miss the boat early in that business. Um, but I, I think rightfully so. Um, I, did, I did not know enough about the business to, mm. to get into the used business. You know, buying used. It's probably more profitable. It would be my my guess because we have we have a service department we could work on them, that sort of thing but um and also i i, I didn't want to know i'm gonna step on some more to i don't want to have that feeling that that 
that car salesman gives you sometimes when you, you know, you go in there and you tell them what their piece of equipment's worth, and you went say, "What? I paid this for this," and you're telling me it's worth this. But anyway, I stayed out of the used car early on, but we do a little bit every now. I'm used used car, the used lawnmowers. Now we do it some, but not very often. We sell mostly new products over there, um, but we've got a great line of products, and and they do the guys do a great job over there. Um, it's there's a lot of um, there, there's a bit more detail to that than is on my side because serial numbers and part numbers and things like that. So um, yeah, you have to be I a little more there, patient. When I go in there, it's the computer. I mean, I yeah. need something to go on a computer, and and I hadn't seen much of that same activity over on the other. It's a, little, it's a bit different. It is a bit, and I've heard some people saying, I, I don't want to obviously. Uh, um, disrespect the Hooper power side because they, they do what they have to do. It's, it's just the way it works. But I had somebody say, you just don't get the same feel. Well, it's, it's a different business. It's a different it business. I'd, on my side, I'd have to do the same thing. Well, what's your serial number? You know, what's well, this? You what's that? In, you come in your front door and uh, there's a wave of nostalgia because you've still got open seed bins. Yeah. With a dipper. Yep. And the brown paper bag. Garden seat, yeah. Oh, yeah. The brown paper bag. No plastic bag. Yeah. Brown paper. And it's a lot cheaper that way, by the way. Well, I, yeah. would, I would expect. It is. It it's is. It's also more fun. Yeah. When you're not looking, I can run my hand down in there. And oh, just feel in around. your pockets. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, if you need now, you, you're welcome to do that if you choose to do that and get some garden seat. I just want some of the vegetables from your garden. How about that? But let me ask you this. So you said you, that feeling when you walk in the door every now and then. Of course, I know so many of my customers and they come in the door and I'll say, welcome to Hoopers. It's kind of like welcome to Moe's. You think that's a good idea? Should I continue that or uh, just need to disregard that? Or? Just be sure there's an air of sincerity in your and, Okay, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, <laughs> you're right about that. Yeah. We do have a good time up there. We enjoy our customers. And, and, and I, you know, if if if, you, if people like today listening, if they'll just give us a try, I'm pretty sure they'll come back. It's it's uh, We have fun, but yet we take care of our customers. And, we again, we well, we're going to you How does someone get admission to the uh, coffee group in the back? That's, um, that's a good question. Um I'm not totally in charge of that, um, Is but, anybody? but I don't, yeah, I don't know the, the structure back there. <laughs> I, I don't know the hierarchy and the structure, but, uh, I imagine you can just go back there, but, um, you, if you do, they're probably going to wear you out pretty quick. And so, you, you know, I guess that's it. That's what it is. You go back there. If you can take the first few times yeah. of them getting all over you and you come back, then you're in. If you can't, then you're gone, you know. <laughs> it's kind of like football practice, I guess, you know, spring spring training. But uh, but it's old Murfreesboro. It really is. It, it still is. It's yeah. hard to imagine that it still is, but it still is. Um, gosh, I, I've got a – I don't know if you all were going to ask me. I've got a list of people that have been coming in that store for years, and, and I've got a list of deceased. And But um, you're right. The, the, the people that come back there have been a – I hear it. Oh, I hear sometimes that that this person had so much to do with the growth or the building of Murfreesboro, and I'm like, yeah, you want to see that? You come over to Hoopers. Cause yeah. Those guys, they, you know, there's developers, and and there are. And when I say developers, they're they're um, they're not actively. They're all retired, but they they did it back in the day. And there's farmers, obviously, mm -hmm. back there, and there's businessmen. And there's a, an attorney who comes back there every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. But anyway, uh, there's a lot of great people that come back there and a lot of history that come back there. And we've lost a lot of history that's, that come back there. It's all it's the old fly on the wall, you know. I wish I could have taped a bunch of the stuff that, that was said and done back there. And the people that came back there um, were, were wonderful people. You know, you know, Tom Lane was one of the first. And yes. Mr. Mr. Lane... Um, of course, he owned an insurance business and a real estate business here in town, and and a lot of people don't know him, but it was it's his land that the avenues is on out there. Yeah. He had 500 acre farm out there, and uh, he passed away, and then his his son sold it. But uh, um, it was a great farm, and um, and he was a lot of fun fun to do business with, and he would hang out in the back a lot. One story on him, real quick, was he always wore really nice clothes. He'd wear mm -hmm. a, you know a nice suit back there in the back. And he usually had a hat, you know, coat, tie, and hat. And uh, he would sit right next to the fire. Well, one day, uh, well, it's obviously wintertime. Uh, we had a fire going, and um, a spark came out and caught him in the pants and made a little bitty hole. And to the day he died, he told me I owed him 90 bucks for those pants. 
His son Steve started nine one one in this county. I, you know, I knew a little bit about that, but not much. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, Steve got that started, didn't? Yeah. He he was amazing, and and uh, this county would not be near as safe as it is today That's awesome. if it hadn't been for him. I'm glad you're now, but he's living down in Florida now, and I don't blame him. He's got him a big ship, and he, yeah. He he says he bought the ship just so he would have something to do. He cleans it up every day. Goes out and rubs on it. Yeah, it goes out and rubs on it. So. Well, everybody's got to have something in life they enjoy doing, I guess. And the other son, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, I think he's still in New he York, was, isn't he? He was with Merrill Lynch, I believe. I may be wrong. One, he was very successful, too. Very successful. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, he's uh, – and Mr. Tom was just um, – he was like he'd go and of course back in the back where all the old guys are back and you know mm-hmm. it's not we don't clean it it's dusty the floors are dirty we sweep it every now and then it's just look, an look, old looks old like my store. house looks like my house back there <laughs> <laughs> but Mr. Tom he'd come back with his suit on clean suit and he'd sit in one of those chairs back there and just hang out back there yeah that's one of the things that draws me to it I mean, it's the friendliest place that you'll go to in Murfreesboro and mm-hmm. to Thank go you. back there and be able to see old Murfreesboro before it's gone. I yeah. mean, uh, the the people that were so influential in this community. Correct. Uh, you you want to have a relationship with them while they're still here because yeah. it's amazing. It is amazing, and I, like I said, that's I'm telling you, I, I truly feel blessed to have, have been in that business for all these years and met so many wonderful people and all. And you were talking about uh, the, of course, your house and the. I was talking about the dust. Years ago, I asked my father, I said, Dad, won't you let me clean these floors up? I'll mm-hmm. sand them down and refinish it. Absolutely, got to be absolutely beautiful. I mean, you know, possibly 100-year-old hardwood floors, you know. And he said, no, son. He said, those farmers like to come in here with manure on their feet and just kick around. They feel more relaxed. And he was right to this day. Um, Maybe you, know, you could sweep it up one of these days before <laughs> you actually leave there, and you could sell that for a fortune. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. There you yeah. go. There you go. I would love to have that that old hardwood. I would yeah. love to have it in a home or something or a cabin or something. To, it's got to be beautiful underneath there. And we used to oil it down, you know, no. back in the day. Um, Granddad taught us how to. I think it was a combination of sawdust, pine saw, because you had the oil smell and some burnt oil, and it, it was a mixture too you had to know what you were doing which we didn't at times you know and um but anyway we'd slick those floors up sometimes too slick we'd have to go back over them but uh yeah those are i guess have you ever taken pictures or anything of that whole bunch from decade to decade because that that, that would be special we've got pictures um probably not of everybody but we do have a lot of pictures and probably about two years ago with the new technology the way it is i took my phone and did a panoramic of everybody you were there did a panoramic of everybody, and uh, I've still got that picture, which is kind of neat. Um, but I've got other pictures back there. And um, well, one of our regulars still around. I had a stroke, and uh, he recovered from it. But I came in, sat down beside him. I said, "How are you doing, such and such?" And he looked at me and says, "I know exactly who you are, but I can't come up with your name." Mm. So since the stroke, I can't get names says people i've known all my life i can't get the names well his daughter came in one day with a camera and went around the room and took a picture of each oh wow one of us. isn't that cool though? yeah and put the names on the pictures and gave that's Daddy neat the pictures that's special and uh so thereafter whenever i'd come in get a chance to sit with him i'd say okay who am i first name last name <laughs> you know and it, 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 yeah uh, the mind is funny but uh, i know you're talking about that he continued and he's still around with yeah his, um, uh, continued and uh, yeah. didn't want to lose connections with his friends. Yeah, there. you know that's. Um, I was mm-hmm. earlier during the intermission. I was I was talking about a little bit about COVID and, um, of course, with us being farm supply, we were essential and and what a blessing that was um, that we we did miss a minute. We worked six days a week and no lockdown. No lockdown. Thank the Lord. Um, but um, we we did try to be as as cordial and as as um, considerate as we could with COVID, and we we did go out front and and you know we take credit cards over the phone and and we'd go out and put things in people's cars and things that people wanted to do business with us. Thank goodness. And then there were people that came in and um, you know we tried to be as as uh, whatever as as good as we could with with the under the conditions we had, but. I think what a blessing it was, but um, what made me think of that was the guys in the back. 
uh, man, that, got, that 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 was a little eerie because nobody was back there, you know, during the COVID times. It was, yes. And uh, it was sad for me to not see them back there and enjoying that space. Yeah. But, you know, we have to do what we have to do. So. Well, the timing shifts and the people. We've lost an awful lot from back there that was we have. in the group when I first got involved back about 2005, 2006. Yeah. Uh, Myers Parsons, Ed Lowe, some of the. Uh, Abby. Yeah. Ed well, Lowe. you know what? All the, all you know, Abby, Brad, and Billy all hang out. And they were all three. And there. I miss them all. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, of course, the middle boy would run off. No, was he the? Kept running off to Florida. Uh, oh, with the Millers? You talking yeah. about? Oh, well, I don't blame him for that. <laughs> Where, hey, hold on a second. Where do I want to go? Hoopers or Florida? <laughs> That's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, I can I can understand that one. But yeah, we have lost a lot of people. Um, and you mentioned a few, um, and uh, I mentioned a few. Um, but uh, you know, uh, Mr. Johnny Williams. Uh, you know, they farmed, and Mr. Johnny goes way back, and Mr. Johnny would come in, and I loved the way he would tell a story. You know, I you know if I told a story, I'd say, well, you know, um, I did this. I think it was about 19, you know, 78. He would always start out a story by, back in 19 and 32. You know, he it was always just such a precise. Oh yeah, yeah, a, a way to tell a story, and he was a lot of fun. But I was good. I, I'll name a few people that, that you just named Myers Parsons, but you know, Mr. Tom Drake, uh, the watermelon man, back in the day. He used to come back there and hang. Yeah. He'd sit right in front of the fireplace I've and hang. I've written about Tom. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, the Millers came. You, you spoke of them. Mr. W. K. Lane, which was one of my favorites, um, uh, and and another one of my favorites that just passed away not too long ago was Mr. Bubba Woodfin. I, yeah. I loved and appreciated him, and he was he was that type of he was that type of guy that was always a um, he always had something nice to say to me. He really did. Um, he, he he complimented me on having the store and, and all the older guys being able to hang out back there and, and what it meant to them. And and I'm I'm like, well, I'm just here. I, I'm just you know, I'm my dad and granddad started this. I hate to take the credit for it, but he was always complimentary of of, of me or the business and all, and I always appreciated. It. And he was always a lot of fun. Boy, he had a, a charisma about him that just not matched. Bubba, he also always had a suit and tie on. Yes, he did, didn't he? <laughs> he yeah. only went over there in a suit and tie. Yeah, he Coming did. His business. <laughs> yeah. But we had a lot of good people that have, have passed that, that hung out back there. And that would be, honestly, if, I guess if you ask me the downside uh, to my business, is the, the upside is I get to meet a lot of wonderful people. The downside is I've been there long enough and lost a lot of wonderful people, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but we still got a, gr- a good crew that's coming in. Um, we don't have quite as many, but they're there at different times, so we've got a good crew. Um, I which think, I think as the pandemic becomes a matter of memory, it'll you'll you'll pick back up again. I think so too. I think so too. And um, of course, you've you've come in for quite a while periodically, just not real often, but usually once a week or so, and sometimes. And Mr. Truman Jones here has been coming in a bit now, so I, I, hope, I love going in there. I hope you guys continue to come in and yeah. and visit and share the stories. And um, I just I've always said, you know, it's funny too. It's like they you come in the front door, they come in. I'm working sometimes, just covered up busy, but I, I always see who comes in the front door. And of course, they make a beeline to the back, which is great, you know. It's um, because um, I know you guys are back there having a good time, drinking up coffee and telling a few lies here and there, but that's part of it, though. Is there anything special that you're selling right now that uh, a lot of the people that are moving in that have homes and really very little yard and, and things like that, but yet they want to plant some roses or whatever? Well, you got to be careful. You, you want me back next Monday? Because I, when I get to talking about what to do, how to do it, and all that, I, it's hard for me to stop. But um, but, yeah, we do want you to come back. <laughs> no, I'm not inviting myself back. I, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, since we, uh, Greg and I get to go over to your place and sit and enjoy and have a good time, well, we want you to come over here and, well, and I enjoy it. That. I do appreciate that. But your question, um, 
you know, we're 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 getting almost past that season mm-hmm. um, because we're going to get into hot weather. But you know, in the springtime, for people that won't do, are concerned about crabgrass, mm-hmm. we have a pre-emergent that you apply in March and May. Mm-hmm. And um, gosh, I, I, my kids used to laugh at me because. Um, I would see commercials on television in the in the way they advertise and the deception that's advertised in it. And because I do, I'm, this is my business. It's what we do, and we don't deceive people. We just tell people like it is. And yeah. And um, so anyway, um, uh, they you know some some of these people advertise about a seed that, that needs thirty percent less water. Well, not in Middle Tennessee. <laughs> Sorry, you know fescue seed. No, it needs water. It needs especially July and August. But there's so many things that are out there. We try to shoot people right, but but right now, yeah, probably pre-emerge, the second application pre-emerge, which would be um, May, um, mm-hmm. if you haven't done it, uh, apply that. Um, you're still not too late to spray weeds. You need to spray weeds early in the year. And um, something that, 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 this may not go over too big with a lot of people, but something that I've been doing the last couple of years is I've been going out in February mm-hmm. and actually spraying for broadleaves. Um, no, I'm not going to get a good kill. But what happens is when I do it in February, it gets in that system and it slows that system up. So by March, when it warms up, where you're going to get a good kill, those those particular weeds have not bloomed, which basically if they bloom, they're mm-hmm. making seed for next year and you're going to have them again next year. So I've hit them in February. So I've stopped that process. I've slowed that system down. So by March, they're not blooming. And then I hit them again in, in March. And then when I hit them again in March, they're not, they've made seed for the year. So each year now I'm starting to see a smaller, smaller seed bed and, and, and less and less weed. So there's so many little things out there that, that you can do that, that yeah, of course, I'd love for you to come to the store and I can help you with them. But, um, yeah, we, we've got a, a, a Hooper blend. We've had so many pictures, people come in with pictures. The Hooper blend is absolutely gorgeous seed. It's a, it's a blend of turf-type fescues. Um, mm-hmm. It's Black Magic, Titan RX, and Falcon. Three of the best, Black Magic being the best, Titan RX right at the top, and Falcon close by. Yeah. You can't really pick, you know, all three at the top um, because if you do, you'll price yourself out of the business, and nobody does. Most people's are down a bit further down the list. We do take pride, put our name on it, so we want it to be good, and it has been good. Um, and we will switch it when the time comes yeah. as, as others get, get better and better. But uh, it's been a good one. Been a real good seller for us. Before we went in the air, Bruce was worried about how in the world he was going to fill an hour. <laughs> And you know the time's up. You tell me shut up. <laughs> Next time we will invite him on, and then you and I will go eat while he's on the air. <laughs> That'll work out. I've thank told you. you. Been accused. I enjoyed it. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you very much. All right, guys. We will see you in the morning at 9 o'clock. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Since 1981, Willow Windows has been making homes beautiful all over Tennessee. From decks and railings to doors and windows, visit willowwindow.pro. Willow Window, the official sponsor of the WGNS Studios. Willowwindow.pro. 